It is Sunday, May 31st. Time for another edition of the Come On Now MMA podcast. So I want to talk a little bit here about Gilbert Burns. Uh, He had a very nice performance on Saturday night at UFC on ESPN 9. Uh, If it wasn't his best fight with the UFC, it was definitely a close second. There's, there's no, there's no denying that he is an impressive fighter. If anyone had any doubts about him being a real, true contender in the welterweight division, he answered those on Saturday night with a with that one-sided win over Tyron Woodley. Um, just a dominant performance from start to finish. He did everything he needed to do to prove that he is a legitimate threat in the welterweight division. And I would not be surprised if Burns uh, gets the the next title shot. And here's why. Um, Covington's probably out of the running since he lost to Usman in his last fight. I believe that Jorge Masvidal's probably going to pursue a Nate Diaz fight or if he's using that as a bargaining chip to raise his payout for a matchup with Usman that could backfire uh, Leon Edwards is kind of the forgotten man I don't think he'll he'll be in the running because I think his style works against him he's for he's just one of those guys that the majority of the fight of fight fans probably don't know how good he is because he's not a finisher. Uh, he tends to go the distance, and even though he's highly ranked and has a good winning streak, I think his style will work against him, and that's unfortunate because he probably does deserve a shot. Wait, not probably. He he definitely deserves a shot. And I think the reason I think Burns will get this fight with Usman is because he is always willing to fight. He's willing to step in on short notice. He almost he he asked to step in to replace Souza in Florida. Uh, he's fought five times in the last thirteen months. He's won all those fights, and he's also requested other fights whenever it, it seemed like whenever anyone would 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 drop out of a fight Burns would be there one of the first ones with his hand raised to step in and if you if you don't think that uh, UFC appreciates that one you're wrong two that willingness to fight on short notice and to fight anyone on short notice also probably goes hand in hand with a willingness to not really negotiate to hard for a better wage and that is what I think the key is going to be here I think uh, Masvidal is going to try and build up his his worth um, and, and get a better deal uh, I think like I said I think Covington's out of the running I think Edwards would accept the fight for a decent pay but I don't think he is the, uh, someone that's going to get an opportunity just because he hasn't fought for so long, and 
Like I said, his style works against him. So I think Burns is going to get it because I believe he'll be easy to work with on the dollars. And he has said that he wants to fight Usman and he'll, he's probably ready to go almost, you know, as soon as he's ready, he's ready to go as soon as possible. So if somebody uh, gets a little squirrely in negotiations, don't think they're not going to use Burns or Edwards as a a way to, to try and knock down those negotiations and get somebody to fight for less than what they want to get. And if they don't agree for that, um, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at all if we hear that Burns is going to get the next title shot. Does he deserve it? Maybe. Um, I, I mean, he's 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 a good fighter. He's racking up wins. He's he's impressive. He can he he just beat the former champ. It's hard to argue against him. And with that. And with his willingness to fight, um, it, it won't be a surprise, like I said, if he gets the nod. So keep an eye on that. The next bunch of things I'm going to talk about are, are comments Dana White has made over the last few days. I'm going to start off with his interview with Aaron Bronstetter uh, when he spoke about why Ronaldo, Ronaldo Jacare Souza was not pulled from the Jacksonville events when he said he had been in contact with someone who might have tested positive for COVID-19. You guys did three events in Jacksonville, very successful. Uh, you called the events a home run. The one question I have about those events in Jacksonville was Jacques Ray. He comes in, he admits that he w was uh, in contact with somebody who had COVID-19. Why not pull him off the card right there and then instead of waiting for the test results to come back and have him weigh in? Because we didn't, we, we didn't wait, we waited for the test results. So you, the reason I ask is because you could have taken the precaution of just saying, listen, we don't want to uh, put want others to. at risk. I'll do, I'll do what I want to do. I didn't want to. I wanted to wait for the test to come in. It, it's kind of hard for me to wrap my head around this. Um, it's, a, it's a question that needed to be asked. Bronstetter asked it. White could have said that simply that he wanted to make sure that Sousa's test came back and that the test was either positive or negative before they pulled him from the event, which makes sense. What doesn't make sense is that they let him mingle with other fighters after he said that he had um, possibly been in contact with someone who had might have had COVID-19. The, the UFC at the very least should have pulled, put him in quarantine until his test came back that didn't happen and uh, white could have explained the situation but instead he just lashes out at Brodstetter and um, acts like a petulant child and and says because I didn't want to that's not the answer that's not the answer a, a president of a, an organization sh should give during a pandemic when his actions possibly endangered other fighters on his roster his staff members. Um, this is a guy who's been bragging about going above and beyond in safety. And here he makes a simple mistake that anyone should have avoided. And his 
comeback is I didn't want to, I'll do what I want. That's not the answer. Um, I, I know some people are impressed with this kind of talk. It's stupid, it's knuckleheaded, it's dangerous, and this is, the, this is why the UFC can't be trusted uh, during this time to run its own events and follow its own protocol. This is why the Nevada State Athletic Commission protocol had to be enforced. Because given his own devices, White's going to do just this. Exactly what he wants to do. And damn the consequences as long as he gets what he wants. It's, it's simple. It's simple. It's stupid. And this is the reason the UFC needs oversight outside of itself. And this is the reason that Fight Island, if it doesn't follow the NSAC protocol, is a dangerous spot to hold the events. Um, so this wasn't the right answer. What do you say to people like me who say your fighters aren't paid enough? What the hell do you know? <laughs> That's what I say to you. You don't know anything uh, about the business. You well, but like can you, exp- you You like the yap. You don't know anything about the business, and that's, that's just your style. I just say, you know, guy doesn't know I, anything. So I, I don't know anything about the business, but I do know that uh, other sports make their pay public. Even boxing does that, and boxing's the dirtiest. Yeah, well, too bad. Well, I don't. If you don't know, that's um, Dana White on the Dan LeBetard show, and he's discussing fighter pay with, with LeBetard. This is something that's always bothered me about the UFC, and I beat this drum relentlessly because it's a proven fact that when salaries are disclosed in other sports, they rise. Um, it, it happened in every sport. The minute that uh, salaries began to be disclosed, all salaries rose. All salaries rose, not just for the top tiers. So that's why White doesn't want to disclose salaries. It's because when people find out what they're all making and they see who's getting favored and who's getting the shaft, uh, they all know what what they should be making and then they can negotiate better. White does not want that to happen. The UFC does not want that to happen. Endeavor doesn't want that to happen because they want to keep costs low. They want to keep it at 20% or below of. Uh, revenue going to the fighters when you disclose salaries you have a a bargaining tool the ufc does not want its independent contractors to be able to bargain so that's why white won't disclose the fight fighter salaries it's not to to keep them secret so people's families don't bother them it's to keep the salaries artificially low because fighters don't know what other fighters are making and then they have no bargaining advantage. That's simple. UFC fighters should have all their salaries disclosed. Listen, every fighter that, that, that fights for me has the opportunity to go out and say what they make. They can say it publicly. John Jones isn't telling you what, what he made in his last four fights. I bet you wouldn't. I bet you wouldn't say uh, you wouldn't say that if you knew what he made. You definitely wouldn't say it if you knew what Conor McGregor made. You definitely wouldn't say it if you know what Habib made. Um, and these women, the women that fight for us, are paid just like the men. 
So listen, if you if you want to make an uneducated, very uneducated remark like that, then knock yourself out. The thing about this is white names three fighters that are paid more than other UFC fighters. That doesn't mean they're getting paid what they're worth. We know that they aren't. Just because they're getting paid more than other fighters and they're making decent money, these three out of 500 that he can come up with, we... We also know that the UFC wants to keep its fighter pay 20% or lower of revenue. So 80% of the revenue goes to the UFC and 20% goes to the fighters. In other sports, it's a closer to a 50-50 split. So don't tell me that it's an uneducated guess to say that the fighters are underpaid. The split alone tells you that the fighters are underpaid. That's math. If, it, if 80% goes to the UFC and 20% goes to the fighters, and in other sports it's 50-50, that's underpaying your fighters. Just because some fighters make more than others doesn't mean that they're paid well, that they're paid right. They're not. That's not an uneducated guess. White can throw this around all he wants. But if he debated someone who had an understanding of these salaries, and the payout, which we know because of the antitrust suit, he would lose this argument. He would be reduced to, to doing the normal Dana White thing, yelling and, and trying to talk over the, the person he was debating with because he knows that he underpays his fighters. It's not a bug. It's a design. The UFC is built to underpay its fighters. And that's why Endeavor paid $4 billion for it, because it's a cash cow. Now, right now it's not because of the COVID-19 pandemic, but it'll get back to where it was, and then Endeavor will be raking in the money. And the fighters will still be getting screwed. The fighters need to disclose their salaries, and they need to use those salaries to bargain for higher salaries. White's, white can say whatever he wants, but that's the fact. They underpay all their fighters. And that includes Conor McGregor. That includes John Jones. That includes Habib. All their fighters are underpaid. Uh, why and don't the fighters? That's their, that's, their, that's their prerogative. And all other sports do a lot of things that I don't do. I'm going right now in the middle of the pandemic. I did three fights in the last week. Other sports aren't doing that either. I don't do what other sports do. I run my business the way that I want to. Do you think that you could if there was a union for the fighters in your sport? Do you think you could that's have up, been That's for up to them too. That's not up to me. That's up to them. If the fighters wanted to create a union, that's up to them. They don't want a union. Just like they don't want to talk about their money publicly. Why don't the fighters want a union? Why don't they have a union? I have no idea. You'd have to ask them that. So, did, did the fighters not want a union? That's a good question. And 
how do we know the fighters don't want a union? We don't. Because the two fighters that were trying to organize, John Johnson and Leslie Smith, were both released by the UFC. So that, that me- the message then is the not-so-subtle message of if you try and organize, you're on our radar, and the first opportunity we get, we're going to cut you loose. And with the uh, National Labor Review Board uh, stacked the way it is right now, as Leslie Smith found out, you're not going to get a fair shake when it comes to organizing or trying to say that you were released for um, for released over your organizing efforts. That's not going to happen right now. Um, the NL- NLRB is not favorable to labor at this point. We know that the NLRB is stacked against labor right now. Um, so even if you're released for organizing efforts, you're not gonna you're not gonna get your 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 job back. Um, so yeah, the the message is clear to UFC fighters: try and organize a union, and you're gonna be out the door on your ass as soon as the UFC can make that happen. How would you feel about unionization? Well, listen, personally. I th- you know, I, I deal with a lot. When we go into venues, I deal with a lot of union guys. Not much gets done when there's a union. But that's just uh, my personal opinion. This probably isn't a wise uh, comment to make from White. If the UFC gets back out on the road and the load in, load out, and uh, arena workers are unionized, this is something that's going to be remembered. and. If the UFC is looking for to find out what a union can and cannot do, making statements like this is, are a, a good way to find out. Um, so, if if uh, a unionized workforce is going to work a UFC event, and there's a distinct possibility that can happen in the future, th- there's a real possibility that that unionized workforce is going to remember these comments. Is your Reebok uniform deal coming to an end? Are you gonna Are you gonna make a new deal with a new sponsor? It It is. It It comes up. I think it comes up the end of this year. And uh, yeah, we're 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 talking to people now. Uh, are fighters gonna be able to have sponsors in the cage again, or just you guys? Um. Yeah. The, the fighters get paid. The fighters get paid uh, for whatever sponsors we have. They They get a piece of that, and they can have whatever sponsors they want outside the cage. All right, this one registers as a, come on now. White knows that while he says that the UFC fighters can have whatever sponsors they want outside the cage, he's 100% aware of the fact that no sponsor is going to pay any fighter a substantial sum without access to television. They, they just aren't. Maybe Conor McGregor. Maybe Conor McGregor. If a sponsor can't get on TV or on a pay-per-view, the UFC fighter is, is no use to them. Because they can't wear that sponsor in the cage 
where they have the most eyeballs on them, that's really a useless sponsorship. So sure, a sponsor, a fighter can get a, a sponsorship deal here and there for a couple bucks, but the big money for sponsors went away the minute the UFC signed that deal with Reebok. That killed the sponsorships. Now, at UFC 250, take a look at the octagon mat. Take a look at the canvas. And count the number of sponsors that are on that canvas and on the outside of their cage, too. The UFC fighters get zero of that. That money goes to, to the UFC. Now, sure, that's counted as revenue, but the UFC fighters don't get a predetermined cut of that sponsorship money. Other sports with unions get a cut of that, and it's worked out in a collective, collective bargaining agreement. No matter how many sponsors a league brings in, that money gets split between the league and, and its players. That's not the case with the UFC. And the UFC has done a lot of what they call partnerships over the last year or two. And the fighters, they don't, they don't get that. They don't get that money. Not, not as other sports do, at least. Um, so, yeah, this is, again, something that White will discuss with someone who doesn't know the ins and outs of the sport and sound like he's coming across as logical that the fighters are getting something out of this. They're not. The fighters are getting shafted by the Reebok deal. They'll get shafted by whatever, um, whoever replaces Reebok. And they got shafted out of a ton of money when the Reebok deal got signed. Uh, how much do you think uh, Bones Jones should get paid? Let me pin you down here, Dana. One, one straight yep. money answer, even though it's yep. not my business, it's your business. How much do you think Bones Jones should be paid for an Nganu fight in the heavyweight division? It's John Jones' business. It's his business. If John Jones wants to come out and talk about how much money he's made in his last four fights, that's John Jones' business. Um, uh, I got no problem. I would tell you right now. I would tell you right now on this call how much John Jones made in his last four fights, despite being arrested how many times and all the things that have gone on with John Jones. Um, but that's not my business. It's his. And the, question, the answer to the question, so when John Jones did this new deal that he's under right now, going up to the heavyweight division was factored in, right? But even if John Jones came back and said, you know what, I know we factored this in, but I want this fight and I really, I really want to do this, can we, can we bump my money up? We would still say yes, but not at the number that John Jones is, is, is asking for. That's not going to happen. UFC. And John Jones gets a piece of pay-per-view. John Jones is a partner in the pay-per-view. So if he believes that that, 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 that uh, fight with uh, Francis Ngannou is that big, the amount of money he can make is unlimited. It's an unlimited amount of money based on pay-per-view. You know? And guys like Conor McGregor and Khabib um, and, and many people before them, the Ronda Rouseys and the, 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 the really, really big superstars, um, you know, they know, they know the answer to that question. 
so notice on this one, the question was, what does White think John Jones should make? And that question doesn't get answered. doesn't even approach answering that. Right away, he brings up what Jones made in the past, um, what Jones could make on pay-per-view. But he doesn't say, this is what I think Jones should be paid. And that's not John Jones' business. That's UFC business. So White just went off on a tangent there, never directly even got close to addressing the question that he was asked. That, that wasn't an accident. White's never going to say what he thinks a fighter should get paid because he's smart enough to know that that gives him a place to start the bargaining from. And he also knows that if it's low, he'll get ripped up. And if it's high, he's lost any kind of advantage um, at, at negotiating. So not answering the question was not an accident here. Before we get into deconstructing the conversation that he and I had, because I think those are fair questions to ask him about his business model, and you just heard uh, in the confidence that that guy always exhibits, to God, you just heard him say, bleep off, I'll do the business my way, I, yeah. don't, I don't need to be questioned on this, um, this is how I pay my fighters, and I don't much care what anybody thinks about it. Like, that is, uh, that is what it is to be all-powerful, that is what it is to have the confidence of you make all of the decisions and so much so that uh, questions of any kind, um, he doesn't have to answer them. That's why he rips the New York Times reporter, Kevin Draper. Uh, he doesn't have to answer difficult questions because he's all powerful. And in being all powerful, what ends up happening is he makes a ton of money for the people that he works for, but also picks and chooses how he pays fighters who by any measure objectively are vastly underpaid by the model everywhere else in sports. Lebetard might not know the ins and outs of the, uh, the UFC, but he knows enough to nail White 100% with that, with that last little clip there. Nailed it. There's nothing really else to say there, but he hit, the, he hit it right on the mark when it comes to Dana White and how he pays the fighters. I want to close things out by talking a little bit about John Jones. So he said tonight, or earlier today, that he was going to relinquish the title. Um, I, I don't know if I believe that. I think this might be a, a um, negotiating ploy to, to get... The UFC back at the table. I don't know if it'll work. It might. Um, might get him a little more money than than he was expecting for a Francis Ngannou fight. Then again, it might not. Um, the problem with the the if it is a negotiating tactic is it doesn't really help Jones in the long term because he'll still be tied. To the UFC. He might not have a title. But the contract doesn't go away. The contract stays there. For more or less. I'm going to guess forever. Because we know. George St. Pierre is still under contract. Even though he's retired. 
Brock Lesnar's still under contract, even though he's not fighting for the UFC. A contract doesn't go away once a fighter retires. If there was fights left on that contract, the UFC doesn't forget about those fights. And so if Jones gives up the title and says he's walking away from the sport, if he gets the itch to come back, he's going to have to come back to the UFC. So then he won't be a champion, and therefore he'll probably get paid less. So he's in a difficult spot there, but um, we'll see what this all turns out to be. Like I said, I don't think this is uh, a real relinquishment of the belt, but I could be wrong. It is John Jones, and he has a tendency to uh, surprise us sometimes in the good or the bad. So we'll see what happens there. That's going to be it for tonight. Um, we'll see if anything develops with Jones um, on Monday. And I will be back Monday night. Until then, stay safe.